It's nine o'clock. It's Sunday night. That can mean only one thing. It's time for another show. No, Gary, it's no. not. It's, it's not? What are you talking about? It's not, Gary. It's not another show anymore. Oh. It's another show presents. Ah, what are we presenting? Pop Culture Climate. Oh, yes, yes. And that's just for the first hour, right? Yes, just for the first hour. Yeah, so... so we're, we're, we're switching things up a bit. We're going to keep things a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. We think, like, telling stories may be about us. It's a little self-indulgent, because <laughs> you don't really know any of us. You listen to the radio, who are these two people talking? Well, consider, I was thinking about it, right? Now, now we do uh, a show where, essentially, we are looking at the hubris. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're looking at uh, people's egos and how they get things wrong. And then we were doing a show that was <laughs> for the first hour beforehand was all about our hubris, yes, our so, egos. And yeah. now instead of doing stories about us two, you don't know, we're going to do stories about people you do know. So we've nice. got 20 minutes on Harry and Meghan. Uh, no, Daryl, did you not get the what? memo? No, 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 we're, we're exiting that from the show. Oh, right, OK. Yeah, well, yeah. luckily... Let's go into the Canada, the Canada version of our show. Oh, right, well, luckily, I've got another 10 minutes about the Friends Reunion. Uh, no, 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 that, that's not... No, no? We're doing, no, we're not doing that one either. It's oh, not, well, not really the pop culture we're covering. You know? Oh, well, I've got loads of stuff written down. You say I yeah. can't use any of it. No. Oh, well, have you got, got anything else? I've got... Yeah, yeah, go on. I've got about Birds of Prey. Ah, now it was me thinking you were going to talk about Love Island, because I, <laughs> I had written a 15-minute piece on the, this week's Love Island. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, tell me about it afterwards. I've, I haven't seen it this well, week. Well, it's just I've me writing... It's rubbish, it's rubbish, it's rubbish, it's rubbish, it's rubbish for about 20 pages. So. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know we can make that last 15 but, minutes. But. No, definitely not. But let's talk about some news that is interesting, because that's what this first hour is. It's pop culture climate. We are going to take you through what is happening with the current pop culture climate, or what is the current pop culture climate. Nice. So that's your films, that's your TVs, that's your comic books. Nobody talks about comic books on radio. Not that's live on the radio, Not anyway. live on the radio, no. Maybe we're talking podcast. about games, we're talking about anime, we're talking about what we like. The nerd news. Exactly, the nerd news. So Daryl, hit me with some nerd news. Right, first off, we're going to be talking about uh, Birds of Prey and Sonic. That seems like a little bit of a weird combination. I'm saying Birds of Prey, but really I should be saying either Birds of Prey, the um, fantastical emancipation of one Harley Quinn, or (laughs) as it's now called, Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. (laughs) Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, what an absolute dumpster fire when it comes to life. And the thing is, it didn't do really well at the box office at all. Did it not? No, it, it, it seemed to land with a bit of a fud. Yeah. Luckily, it only cost £88 million. Well, actually, I don't know why I just said did it not, because I, I do, I do <laughs> actually know that answer. I, I believe uh, it made £19 million domestically this right, is, okay. in its opening weekend uh, and was uh, hovering around the £40 million domestic mark. Which is... Uh, and it, when good. it opened, it was no other wide release that week either. It opened by itself. Oh, and really? you think people love Harley Quinn. People yeah. who watched... Um, that terrible film that he was in, the one before it, Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stricken the name of that film from my mind. I was like, nope, don't want to remember that. Well, I was gonna, when I was researching, I was like, you know what it is? It's because it's still got that suicide stank on it. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? People like, oh, go, Harley Quinn. Yeah. But it's not the same but director. Just, yeah, they should have just called it Harley Quinn. I don't know why the birds of prey... You mean? I think I think because what they, they as everyone said the review say the Birds of Prey are not in it very much it is a Harley Quinn movie really right okay yeah so it should be Harley Quinn and the Birds, Birds of, of Prey. Prey yeah yeah except for because that's that's what I was looking at as well was that the the advertising campaign if you like has really changed since the opening weekend mm-hmm. um, but yeah I I think I was looking into it and and there are some interesting figures it's not doing as bad as people think no so the second week 
its numbers fell by 48%. Now, oh. apparently, industry standard for... Maybe about 50 60%. Yeah, about between 50 and 60%. So, so it's got the opportunity... To, to recover a little bit from that opening week weekend. And then, of course, we're not including international markets. No. China, of course, at the moment is on lockdown due to coronavirus. Yes. So, that's so we're not in the film industry. By oh, way. That's really? stories about that. Like, everything's coming out, everything's getting delayed. Yeah, well, of course they are, because cause maybe not a lot of people realised it, but the reason we're able to get a lot of these big-budget films over the recent years, a lot of chances, like The Joker, like Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, is because of the new finance yeah, from, the, from China. China yeah. Because they used to only, I think it was something like five to ten films a year yeah. that they were allowed from Western audiences to bring yeah. in, and then they, they upped that cap. Well, they said also, if you co-financed it, you're allowed a little bit more. Like Iron Man ah, 3, there's yeah. a whole new scene they cut out and changed from yeah. the Chinese version to the English version so they could show it in China. Well, that was quite interesting. There was a, um, a lady who's, I think it's Jenny Chen. I could, I could be wrong with her first name, but she was okay. on the JRE this week and she right. was talking about the influence that China has over the film industry mm-hmm. where they will call up and say, you've got to remove this scene. So apparently... You can't have ghosts. You can't have Tibetan monks. No, yeah, yeah. Because in Avengers, they had to change, um, whose name's completely uh, gone from me now, Doctor Strange's yeah, mentor. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Benedict w- Wong's character. No, 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 no. Oh. His, his mentor. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, what was it called? The... The, the Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton's character, yeah, whose name's yeah. completely gone the from... The master or something. Where yeah, yeah, I forget I forget what she's called now, but... The old one. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. But, but yeah, so her character was obviously supposed to be a Tibetan monk, and they changed it to... I can't remember what they changed it to. Yeah. Yeah, and that was because of the influence of, of China. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I kind of read that that... Um, that China's having an effect on these films at the moment, or the coronavirus. I was like, oh, yeah, it, all the cinemas are closed. Yeah, you don't. You don't the whole it. country's virtually in lockdown. It is yeah. crazy for something that's like a really bad flu. They are really going for it. Well, it's spreading over. I know you're not a big sports guy, and I am going to take advantage of that in the uh, the gaming section of the show. But what you might not know is they've actually in Italy, for example, they've not been having football matches. No, no, they've 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 cancelled a lot of Syria because you're talking about. 60,000 people in an enclosed area, you know, and they are trying to quarantine. So, and I know that we've got new cases in the UK as well. And this is supposed to be a nerd talk. Yeah, but to say this. <laughs> <laughs> my brain suddenly caught up. I was so like, I don't about think coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. So, so, someone who can't catch the coronavirus because oh, they're so fast. Oh, <laughs> I like it a lot. Sonic, the Sonic film has also came out last week. Yeah, yeah, it did. And it's it, yeah. uh, done extremely well. Yeah. Well, I say extremely well, it's done well. It's the best opening for any film based on a video game. Although it's not hard, really. I was gonna. I'm, I was suddenly trying to think of well, Witcher was obviously a TV series, although that was based on the book, so that doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Well, was, the last one was uh, Pikachu. Of course Pikachu, it was. Which, yeah, well, it's got was, better opening than Pikachu. No, yeah, Pikachu was the highest, and now this is taken over. Oh, so now really? Sonic is the highest opening for a film based on a comic book. A uh, comic book, a video game. Yeah, I saw a really good little um, like jokey sort of whatever you want to call it, where they uh, which Sonic he goes in to meet the producers. And he's like, have you seen the reaction? Like, no, have you seen the film? Sorry, it's terrible. It's awful. Like, why, what were we thinking casting Jim Carrey and, and all this? Yeah. And the producer behind the desk, he's like, he's going, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. And he goes, no, watch it. Producer watches it. He's like, this is the worst film ever. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to release a trailer and we're going to bring back all the graphics. We're going to make you look terrible. Yeah. We're going to pretend <laughs> exactly. that we listen to people and we updated it and then it'll make the film seem better. Yeah, it's exactly. like, so you're not going to change the film? No. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. But it does kind of seem... I mean, it's, some people, 
people have said it's all right. Some people have said it's awful. Some people said they want to marry Jim Carrey. Robotnik, <laughs> they find Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik kind yeah. of hot. It's going to be like the weird crush for the year is Jim Carrey's... Yeah. yeah. Well, that may... It's a, it's a, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's a weird crush to have, but... Well, some, some, then some people have a crush on Sonic furries. Yeah, oh, <laughs> of course, yeah. I didn't think about that. that that's... But isn't it weird that you know, having, a, seen, having a... Go on, sorry. Have you seen that game where you can... Uh, you Google your name under the hedgehog. No. So many kids have been the hedgehog version of their self and uploaded it to DeviantArt in the past, uh, in right. the 90s. You can find no matter what your name is, oh, really? you Google it, you'll find a, a version, ah. a hedgehog version of it. Well, you reckon not, uh, my partner, she's called Yusum. Is there Usum. a Yusum the hedgehog? <laughs> keep vamping. Uh, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep going. Over. But look, I, I think that it was certainly interesting to see that that, that film's doing well. Um, I'm not going to see it. I haven't got a kid old enough that's going to drag me in and the nostalgia isn't isn't good enough for me. No, I'm, I've never been a massive Sonic fan. I've seen Hop. You've seen Hop. So I don't need to see Sonic. No. <laughs> so I was the same person. <laughs> there's even a scene, there's even, even doing this thing where they did a shot of, um, who's the guy? Cyclops, whatever his name is. Uh, Scott Madison, I think, isn't it? Saying? Like James yeah. Madison. James Madison, yeah. 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 There's, there's a, shot, a shot of him in Hop with him sitting next to the bunny in a car. Right. And another one with someone else sitting with another animatronic yeah. animated thing in the car. Yeah. The Smurfs, yeah. the Chipmunks, and then Sonic. <laughs> the two of them have got James Marston in them. Like, yeah, sitting yeah, there yeah. With, I mean, yeah, Marston, that's it, James Marston. Yeah. Marston yeah. Okay, well, whilst you're looking to see if you can find a use from the hedgehog, I'm going to take us on to our next bit of news. Um, no, I found Isis the Hedgehog. Oh, Isis the Hedgehog. <laughs> that's that's definitely not. Uh, that's definitely not going to work. But while you're looking at that, just a very quick bit of news because it really was quick. Was that Ben Affleck reflected on his time as the Batman? Yes, because he's got a new film coming up, hasn't he? And I he think says, it's Way Back or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Way Back. Yeah, find, which is, find your way back. Or yeah, something which like is yeah. kind of ironic because he's been a bit of a drunk and a bit of a mess. Yeah, well, he's been going in rehab, and, and and he actually said, and that's what this news was it was one line it was one quote that's all i could find yeah and it's just him saying that he'd worked that suicide squad and the reaction to to him in that yeah. sent him into a depression sent him down a it was only in for drink. five minutes yeah, yeah but i think it's because of the reaction of that he felt impacted on and and batman versus superman sorry yeah he's actually headbutted possibly i'm not entirely <laughs> sure but yeah all i know is that he it sent him in a spiral and when he eventually was able to get the script kind of working where he wanted it to yeah. be. He showed it to somebody and they said to him that you make this film, it's going to send you back to where you were when you were making Suicide Squad or after that. So that's the reason he's given oh, right, for okay. dropping it. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how, um, how accurate yeah, that yeah. is, whether or not, not he's dropped so, it. But you can sort of tell he's come back because he was in... Kevin Smith's last film, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, he yeah, made a yeah. Cameo. And just been to Kevin Smith for ages, and this would, and Kevin Smith said that he just didn't think uh, his wife uh, Jennifer Garner, yeah, Ben Affleck's wife Jennifer Garner, liked him very much and everything. But he still, still seemed to have reconnected. Yeah, I think they've rekindled so, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So, but but also talking about Kevin Smith. Yeah, he's he's uh, the showrunner on the new He Man, isn't he? He is. Yes, and there's going to yeah. be three different He Men. Three different He Men. Yes. There's okay. He-Man revelations, which we oh, know Oh, so about. you weren't going to say Prince Adam. No, <laughs> okay. fake or yeah. He-Man. No, so we know about the Kevin Smith one. That's called uh, He-Man revelations. All right, okay. I think it's, that's a 3D animated one. All right, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the, one, that's the one that's 3D animated. Right. And that's coming to Netflix. Yep. They've already got a voice cast for that one. No, so that no. one's moving forward. Nice. You've got Mark Hamill's Skeletor, which is brilliant, because Mark oh, Hamill fantastic. is always the best joker. Yeah, yeah. You've got um, the guy, this guy, he's an English guy. I think his name's Chris Wood. 
Well, he's not English, actually. I don't know why I said that for. His name's Chris Wood. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because the name Chris Wood sounds yeah. like a really he English name. He was Monel on uh, Supergirl. Monel? Oh, right. Yeah, he's married to Melissa Bonet. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they're yeah. married now, and yeah. he was friends with the local place Flash. Yeah. So he's like, you know, in yeah, that sort of in that... Because uh, Michelle... Melissa, yeah, no, Melissa Bonet was in... Um, the last Kevin Smith film as well. Yeah, well, of she, course, Kevin Smith has directed many episodes of Supergirl, yeah, yeah. Uh, as well as The Flash, I think, as well, he's yeah, done. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. So so he's in it. You've got Sarah Michelle Gellar as Teela, which I thought was a bit... Yeah, she's, she was in uh, Big Bang Theory, wasn't she? She was in the final episode. It's, nobody's seen her for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just appeared in and that. And you've got uh, two Game of Thrones alum. You've got uh, Lena Headley. Yep, a.k.a. Lena, Cersei. Yeah, playing Evil Lynn. Oh, yeah, that and makes Liam sense. And Liam Cunningham. Yep. Playing uh, Man at Arms. And Liam Cunningham was uh, the Onion Knight. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. What's his name? Davos, wasn't it? Davos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dav- Davos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones. He's so, tremendous, he is, yeah. So, and there's a lot of, there's plenty of other people as well in there. Yeah. Like his daughter's going to, Kevin Smith's daughter's going to play a part. Also named Harley Quinn, funny enough. She <laughs> is, yes. <laughs> so yeah, named cool. after Harley Quinn, yeah. Exactly, she's going to be a part in it. I don't, yeah. know, don't know what her character, I've read her character, but I didn't recognise it. So. Well, I must admit, I've not actually seen any of her roles because I haven't seen the latest Jay and Silent Bob and I never watched Yoga Hoses. No. But I've actually heard she can act. Yeah, she's actually quite yeah. good. She's, she wasn't that great in the first one in uh, Yoga Hose or something, but she's proved a lot. She's in, she's in uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie Once Upon a Time in America. She is, yeah. But she's yeah, only a small Hollywood. part. You don't really, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, sorry. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in America is a completely different Completely, film. that's why I had to correct you. Yeah, exactly. I was like, it's definitely not that film she's yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but she doesn't really do much. She's just sort of in the background. Yeah. A lot of the uh, actors and actresses in the Mason Manson cult yeah. in that film were all uh, daughters of famous people in Hollywood. Ah. Sort of a, sort of a little uh, wink. Yeah, a little wink there. I like it. Well, look, because um, I do want to want to play some synth music um, right, okay. for us, so I'm going to speed us through the news um, as it is. There has been some set photos from Batman as well. I was going to mention that, where he looks like Daredevil. Yes, uh, exactly. There's also been some uh, stunt double scenes where he's on a bike released. Yes, yeah. People are kind of complaining about that, but the response has been, it's a stunt double scene. The suit might not be the same. It's yeah, so yeah. It was a really. It looked like a sort of a cross between a samurai and a daredevil costume. I mm. quite liked it. I liked it as well. I think people going, "Oh, it looks like daredevil." I'm like, did daredevil's costume suddenly become terrible? Because obviously Netflix one is what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. like, did that suddenly become terrible overnight? No. What? Well, no, it's a good costume. And daredevil and Batman are very similar street level sort of characters. You know what I mean, exactly. You know, like, um, and also it was because of the red lighting. That's what really made yeah, it look exactly. like daredevil. Um, we. We've also got, uh, it was, well, you've been through the He-Man news and there is, we, we kind of flew for it, but I think one of the, the things that I found is they've, they've had a lot of issues with writers leaving. What, for the film? Uh, it seems like it's the film, Because I'm yeah. saying, there's another animated, they're going to make another animated I know, I know. thing as well. So there's two animated films both coming to Netflix. Yeah. Then there's this Sony movie. Yeah. Which may be coming to Netflix as well, so. Madness, madness. But it's got the Noah, Noah Centurion or something. You know the guy who is in every romantic comedy? On Netflix. I probably know him, but you know me, I'm terrible with He's names. in All the Boys. He's oh, in yeah, I Swipes. probably would look at his face and know exactly. He's in The Kissing Booth. He's in everything. Yeah, yeah, He's okay. like the golden boy for Netflix, yeah. uh, young, like, adult uh, romantic comedies at the moment. Oh, nice. Well, I'd definitely give him, give him, after, give him his dues, give him his chance in, in yeah, whatever no, role he takes. It's a terrible choice. Yeah, I, I said, well, I like, you know me, I like to give people their chance. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like before. I want to move on, because as I said, we've, we've got a couple of bits more news to cover. Um, and each week I'd like to cover a bit of film and TV, a bit of gaming, a bit of comics, and maybe a bit of anime or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and this week, I just for, very quickly for gaming, because um, it's a crossover, there's a documentary coming out. 
called the Console Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, now, from what I can see, it's going to premiere uh, X, uh, SXSW. South which by is, Southwest. Yep, South by Southwest. Which is a convention that happens in Austin every year about, around about March. Where Twitter launched. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's where they used to launch all the like, sort of apps. used to get launched at, uh, I think Foursquare got launched there as well. Yeah. And there you go, they have musicians playing there and they have a film section. I'm being genuine here, people, when I'm saying, oh, really? Because I didn't even know what it was. But as we were driving in, I had to ask Daryl, what does this actually stand it's like, for? It's like three weeks of like, there's a tech bit, a music bit and a film bit. That sounds, it sounds really like interesting. a thousand pound to go. Well, that, that, so that's going to be in March, isn't it? Um, and that's so we're going to see the console wars, which is between Sega and Nintendo. Yes. Which, funnily enough, we could actually plan our Sega Saturn episode for You'll Top of the Flops. That's what I was thinking. Oh, uh, very smart, very smart. That's a little little tie in there for an episode in a few weeks' time that we're going to cover the infamous flop that was Sega Saturn. Um, mm -hmm. But outside of that, we um, we do have some gaming news as well. Or, or I should say very quickly that that particular console wars is based off of the book by Blake J. Harris. Yes. And Seth Rogen is producing that. Yeah. But he's also producing a second uh, film, or it seems like he's producing a second Well, it's a, a limited film. series. I don't really... It's not much sort of information about it. I don't really sort of no. kind of understand. It's I think for now... We, reports. Yeah. We know there's a documentary. If the documentary's been made. Blake J. Harris has helped direct it as well. Yes, yeah, I did notice And that, that is yeah. going to be South by Southwest, and that's coming to uh, CBS All Access. It is, yes. Yeah, so absolutely. maybe come to Netflix or Amazon Prime over here. Yeah. What news you have with CBS shows? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's usually Amazon we get CBS ones on. Well, no, because Discovery's Netflix and Picard's uh, Amazon, so that's two different things. Yeah, Although saying that the good, flight, the good Fight is on Amazon as well, so maybe. I, I'm fairly certain that the majority of CBS goes on to Amazon. Other a uh, bit of actual gaming news on the 27th of this mm -hmm. month, we're going to get the One Punch Man game released. Right, okay. Um, now I know you're not a big gamer. I am. I particularly love fighting games. This is a. It's been made by Bandai Namco, mm -hmm. uh, which means it's basically a Dragon Ball. Game, yeah, yeah. But with One Punch Man. Are they just got their Dragon Balls? Is it called Dragon Ball Xeno Warriors or whatever it's called? Uh, the the cell shaded big light yeah, 3D one? No, no, it doesn't look too bad actually. It looks more like Z Fighters. Yeah, Z Fighters, uh, what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah but Have they just taken the Z Fighter engine and reskinned it for one? A little bit. It seems man. like you've got more movement around okay. the arena, whereas mm -hmm. Z Fighters was more. It's more kind of like um, Budokai, where you can move around in that square. Oh, right, you okay. know, like the, the whole sort of arena. But. I always find that's a bit of an issue with camera angles, you know, yeah. like, because it looks like you've got to dodge. It, it looks interesting. Does it look like it's going to revolutionise the fighting game? Well, no, it doesn't particularly, but there was one great bit about it. Now, anybody that watches One Punch Man, and I do, you'll know that it's it's really a satirical take on superheroes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it, he is Superman, but the joke is he's so powerful that there's no real sort of um, danger. I couldn't figure this word the other day when we were talking about it. There's no... Consequence, yeah, no consequence to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so you kind of it removes that that element of danger for the audience yeah. for him mm -hmm. or, or And in the game, he's running the entire time. They're doing a game preview. There's a fight, and you just got a shot of him running. It gives like 200 <laughs> seconds. He eventually gets there, defeats everybody with one punch. Yeah. And I was just like, there you go. You, you've got me at least sold for a <laughs> yeah, playthrough exactly. of this game. Um, and we've also got a, a another game that I wanted to throw in there, but it's because it's been delayed till June. And I'm a big fan of the anime, and that's the Fairy Tale. Oh, right, RPG. Okay. If you haven't watched the anime series, people, there's 300 episodes out there. Go see it. They're doing the 100-year quest up next. But the game, I'm afraid, has been delayed until June 2020. And the reason it's been given 
is because the creators wanted to give more of a fairy tale feel because it's an RPG. They wanted to get you more immersed in the world, mm -hmm. give it a little bit of a unique feel. That's what they're saying. Although if you actually look at what was being released in the March slot they had, you've got uh, Persona 5 Royale, Doom Eternal, uh, Neo 2, One, uh, One Pirate Warriors 4. So, so there was all One, one Piece, <laughs> sorry, One Piece Pirate, sorry. One, which, of course, is another out of a huge anime title. So yeah, I yeah, think they probably looked at that. It's Warriors clone, isn't it? I take it. Yeah, uh, possibly. I, 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 I was uh, watching a uh, video last night about Sharon and Jump, which is where fairy tales and One Piece and all these things feature yeah. in a magazine that comes yeah. out weekly in Japan. And you know how many copies One Piece sold? How many Tukabokans, which are their collected things they sell? So you read it weekly and then you pull it up in like a trade, a, yes. a trade paperback. Uh, how many volumes did they million, sell last year? A million. 12 million. No, That's really? That's how many copies sold that is of One Piece. Insane. Mm -hmm. That is insane. And the, the show, me and my other half, Houston, we both love anime, love watching together. We have tried to get into, not get into One Piece, because it's good, you can get into it, just so many episodes. Oh, yeah, so many episodes, but that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, comic books, yeah, American mm. comic books, they find it hard to sell 100,000 yeah. 100, uh, an issue, and there's One Piece, and it's selling 12 million copies of the hard, the big, solid, you know, trade yeah. paperback thing. When I'm talking of things that aren't big sellers, because you talked about comic news then, we're actually going to do its own separate section next. I think we've got a little bit of a, bit of, bit of a thing to talk about this week. We've got an hour. It's now time for Daryl's comic book news corner. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh, what the cuff that was! Oh, that was amazing. I mean, if if somebody doesn't listen to that and turn that into <laughs> a, a hit song, like you know, yeah, or use it as a torture device at Guantanamo. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's that's where it'll get its most plays. <laughs> so, got really, comic book corner. really big news happened on a Friday night. Really? Really, like crazy news what? for people in the comic book world anyway. So we decided to do a pop culture show that covers comic books, yep. and then we got big news on Friday. Yes. It's almost serendipitous. Yes, it is. Right. right Dan DiDio, who is chief executive uh, editor or whatever he is. Editor-in-chief, I think. Yeah, editor-in-chief yeah. of Creative Consultant, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. But he was the top bod at DC. The, the man at DC. Yeah. yeah, well, with Jim Lee and uh, Bob Harris. Oh, right, okay. Jim Lee was a creator of uh, Image who sold his oh, yeah. studio to uh, DC years ago. Yeah. He's been made like, quite higher up. Yeah. It does Batman covers, basically. Um, he's been sacked. They just told him, Friday morning, you're gone. No why? word of warning, no nothing. So we, no one really sort of knows at the moment why he went for. But there was news that some other editors had left before him. Right, okay. So and They weren't happy with the way things were going at DC. Now, DC has been in big trouble. From the comic book side? Because from yes. the TV side, they're doing quite well, aren't yes, they? Yes, but in the film side, they're doing... You know yeah, I mean? they, well, yeah. They had, uh, the only good thing they had was the Joker, which didn't cost anything. It cost mm. 60 million and made a billion dollars. So that sort of recovered a lot of the yeah. debts from well, what the Wonder outcomes were lost. From what, um, Wonder Woman did well. Yeah, Wonder uh, Woman did Aquaman well. Aquaman did yeah. really well. Yeah, but they both cost like 25, well, of course you know, they 20, did. Yeah, million. Yeah, yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. I, I think you, you made your point. Very well there. The Joker cost hardly anything yeah, and made a billion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but the comic books are even doing even worse. If you look at the, 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 their sales, mm. the only thing they're selling really is Batman. Well, there was an article the other day about um, a now cancelled uh, Supergirl comic book. Right, okay. And there was 25 different um, titles that sold underneath it that hadn't been cancelled. 
and there was all big major titles and they would all been selling worse than that really it is in deep doo-doo yes oh wow they had the uh new 52 and the rebirth yeah they did a launch re- relaunch a couple yeah, of years I rem- ago i remember that yeah because I, I was going to get involved because I, yeah. I always said to you the reason that i love comics love comic book culture but one of the, my issues excuse the pun there one of my issues yes exactly <laughs> is that there's so much law there. There's so much canon that it would take me forever and an age to catch up with it. Yeah, and, oh yeah. Got, and I'm of that age where we didn't get digital comics to start with. You know, mm-hmm. I'd have to go out and find and locate the paper versions. And the encyclopedias just didn't tell you enough. Yeah, so exactly. I always felt sort of a bit out of the loop. So when they did the revamp, I was like, oh, I'll get involved in that. That, that sounds good to me. But I, I, I don't know. I suppose you never see the comics anywhere. You don't go in, certainly in the UK... No, it's you only like, get sold in comic book stores. Yeah, exactly. The direct market is the only thing that exists. They don't sell them in newsstands anymore. No, no, they don't. And, and it's, like, it's like, where do you get the comic book? Yeah, you can get them digitally. I mean, there may be a lot of digital readers. You don't, they don't report the numbers on the digital. They only report the numbers because that's what sold I was gonna, into shops. I did wonder about that because I was like, are we still a little bit like the music where it took a while for the, the streaming numbers to start? But it should be affecting Marvel comics as well. But Marvel yeah, comics are not getting affected yeah. as badly. Like X Men, still then they've been revamped and still yeah. doing really quite well. It's selling hundred thousand issues. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's doing quite well. Yeah. But DC doesn't seem. There are a few things, a few Batman titles are doing well, but everything yeah. else seems to be falling apart now. Dan DiDio was talking about relaunching the whole of the DC universe into a thing called the fifth generation or 5G. Right, okay. Which isn't an upgrade to 4G. There wasn't going to be into your head or anything. <laughs> it it, was it going to get Hawaii? Who, who are we? Or yeah, Huawei? Well, Huawei, Huawei exactly. yeah. Was it going to get them into <laughs> to, exactly, to do no. that? What it was, was the fifth generation mm. they're going to take over. So at the moment, right. Superman's got a son. Okay, yeah. Called Jonathan Kent, named after his father. Right, yeah. And he's going to become Superman. Yeah, okay. He's going to move to the future. Uh, Lucius Fox's son. Right. He's become Batman, yeah. not Damon, which I think is a bit weird, but there we go. Yeah. And so they was going to upgrade it all and start again at yeah. the fifth generation. Yeah. Now, a lot of DC readers hated this idea. Oh, I don't like it. I'm not a DC thought, reader. Yeah, exactly. And thought it was a terrible idea and wanted him to go. But mm. they also want Jim Lee and Bob Harris to go. Oh, really? Because Jim Lee and Bob Harris are responsible for one of the biggest failures of Marvel Comics to ever exist. Oh, of Marvel Comics? Yes. Oh, so they were both over at Marvel? Yes, um, yeah. Oh. Well, no, Jim Lee was at Wildstorm uh, under Image, but they oh, okay. sort of, Bob Harris sort of said to him, oh, come back, do this, do this with us. Yeah. So him and Rob Liefeld, both who had left as well, who was the creator of Deadpool. Oh, okay. They're both at Image. They both came back. And what had happened was that some of the, DC, the Marvel characters, the Avengers, were going to be put into a bubble universe. Right. And that bubble universe was going to be separated from the normal universe. And Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld were going to write and draw these comic books. Yeah. Now, Rob Liefeld can't draw oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's no jack kirby then well no he's just invented cable he invented deadpool he can yeah. draw they yeah. always take the mickey and he can't draw feet he's the pouches guy he's just like you look at his, his so 90s his artwork mm. so crazy there's a picture of him he drew of uh, captain america which was part of heroes reborn yeah. his chest is really out there how oh, is that did he do that one yes yeah, yeah i know i know exactly the image but it was an unmitigated yeah. failure yeah rob life will never had it in another time uh, Jim Lee had to take over his titles and finish them. No one liked it. Right, yeah. It was an absolute mess. Yeah. And now that's what a lot of people who read DC are going, that's what they want to do with uh, DC. That's yeah. not what they want to do with DC. Chill out. Calm no, down. For goodness no. sake. I not going to go that badly, but... Yeah. So people are saying, is it 
because they want to launch. He wanted to launch five G, and now AT and T, who own DC, because they own Time Warner, yeah. decided that's not a good idea. It isn't a good idea. I think if you look over what Marvel did with uh, the four character, where they tried to take the existing properties and, and revamp by putting the alter egos, if you like, changing the alter egos of, of the superhero characters, didn't work. People no. are like, no, no. Bring new characters in. We're exactly. happy for you to bring new characters in. We don't mind that at all. But leave the existing ones alone. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're, we like them for a reason. Yes, you know exactly. I mean? I'm not going to buy this uh, Batman title mm. if it's not Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Captain America has been replaced a couple of different times by a couple of different people, even by Bucky. Yeah. By the Fal- yeah. Both yeah, Falcon and Bucky. Yeah. And they never really ever worked. No. They always get casual and. And he always comes back, um, Chris Evans. (laughs) (laughs) Steve Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) He always comes back, Chris Evans. Because he does always say that that's his last film, and yet he he keeps turning up as Captain America. I'm like, didn't you say after the first one you weren't doing it anymore? Yeah, Yeah. I don't know why he was wearing that costume in Knives Out for. I was like, that's a bit weird to be having Captain America Knives Out, but there you go. It kind of worked. Yeah, it, it kind of worked. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I haven't seen Knives yeah, Out, so I don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah, it kind of worked. Like, Gary, obviously, he didn't turn up as Captain American Knives Out. What are you doing? Well, it's because I'm trying to tee up the next song. You can see me. You know I'm over the board. You know I'm not paying attention. And that was a low blow. I do it every time. Yeah, you do. Gary's not paying attention. Quick, slip one in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's always slipping one in when I'm not paying attention. But with that in mind, because we just talked about comics, and I think we probably covered that. You know who our real heroes are, don't you? Who are real heroes? Those people who hunt Nazis on the show, The Hunters, oh, now on Amazon Prime. Oh, that was really good and also really bad. In equal measures. <laughs> kind of like this TV show as, as we go into it. So those that, that aren't aware, and just to give people a bit of an update, this is our... Reviewing the flicks section of the show needs a better names. Any suggestions will be more than welcome. I said the review review. But. The review review, yeah. I, I think I actually prefer the review review. So this is the review review where we're going to pick a film, maybe two films, uh, because this was a series, we just picked one series. Each week, where we, rather than me and Daryl, bringing it up and then going off on a million tangents that have got absolutely nothing to do with the show, we're actually going to tell you about the show and we're going to tell you whether it is worth watching. And both me and Daryl were really excited to watch this one because we'd seen the trailers coming up. Um, And for those that aren't aware, this is an Amazon Prime exclusive. Yes. But tell us a little bit more about it. What's the show about? Well, the show features... Features, yeah. Yeah, Logan Lerman. Yes. He's not Dylan Minanti or the other Dylan. No. He's not those two geezers. No, he's not. Because those three people are exactly the same person. They, I, I honestly thought he was. <laughs> uh, I was yeah. looking at going, uh, how is that the geezer from Ma- uh, uh, Maze, M- Maze Runner? Maze Runner. No, yeah. it's not. No, it's not him, no. Is it the geezer from uh, 13 Reasons Why? No, it's not. No, it's not, no. Is it the geezer from Perks of Being a Wallflower? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's <laughs> how you remember. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you remember. What, a, what an easy, succinct memory <laughs> that you've come up with there, Daryl. <laughs> I mean, how you are not a professional memory Exactly. No, I don't know. Oh, it's because you forgot about it. That's what. Yeah, exactly. I went for the job. I forgot where I had to go. Exactly. <laughs> Did turn up. <laughs> I forgot where to go. <laughs> right. well, oh, sorry about that. Well, that's uh, a little bit more entertaining than I was with Hunters after the first episode. You didn't like it. 
I like the first episode. I really enjoyed the first episode. I thought the production design was brilliant. It was fantastic. Well, look, let me give the synopsis right, okay. for people. So the, the IMDb synopsis, and I'm going to read this verbatim here. A diverse band of Nazi hunters living in 1977 New York City discover hundreds of high-ranking Nazi officials are conspiring to create a fourth Reich in the US. The electric team... The eclectic, <laughs> not electric. Eclectic. <laughs> the eclectic, the eclectic team will set out on a bloody quest to bring them to justice, and it's produced by Al Pacino and Jordan Peele. Yes, for Monkey Paw Productions. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, yes, it would be, of course. Yes, yes. This is a... Now, that synopsis in itself does actually sound quite interesting. Yes, mm -hmm. and I felt that the the trailers really drew me in because it's got that comic-y kind of feel yeah, to it and stuff. There's a lot of comic book talk in the actual show as well. Exactly, and to, to take you take us back to where you had us, which was going through who it stars, and obviously we've got Logan Lerman. I think one of the problems was after the first episode, I didn't like his character. No, no, and I, and I'll tell you why. In the first episode, is an hour and a half long. Yes, and for me, it was twenty minutes too long. Mm -hmm. And the reason I thought it was twenty minutes too long is because we already knew he joins the team. Yes, and the whole episode is about him joining the team and about. Al Pacino doing that age-old kind of thing of the old mental like, you know, you yeah, don't you, want this yeah, life, this isn't you for you. Want, exactly. But the whole time, he is yeah. coveting him. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? He wants him in the group. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. like, he's called the code breaker and, and, and things like that. And, and, and even... Here was my problem with the, with the main character, is his motives were really throwing me. So in the first episode, his motives were clear. He is Safta. Safta? Am I saying he's that Safta, right? Yeah, yeah, he's Safta. Like he's, Hebrew yeah. for grandmother. The Yiddish is Yiddish, yeah, uh, yeah, booby. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Booby, Yiddish, yes. Obviously, I, I, I have uh, a lot of... Oh, I can speak some Hebrew. Um, so I, I had to learn it. So with that in mind, as, as, we, as we move on, so her, she is murdered yes. in front of him. Mm -hmm. Okay, So that motivates him to want to go and catch her killer. Yes. Okay, And he's okay with him being the actual one to kill the, the, the killer, the murderer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he knows that the guy was a Nazi by this point as well. He's work, he worked that yeah, he worked out, he's found out. But he's not okay with killing any other Nazis. Nazis, he knows, killed hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people. Yeah. Certainly were responsible by, by proxy, you know. Oh, yeah, but maybe the, the power of his revenge on that guy was so overpowering they wanted to kill that guy. But once that had gone, yeah. he no longer had that. Well, I would, I would agree with you if it wasn't for what happened with the maestro. In right, okay. the second episode, is the maestro the second episode or is it the third? second episode is the uh, record producer. Yes, the maestro. Yes. Yeah. So the, with that, when he talks to him about the buzzing and he talks to and he says to him, I didn't want to do it. It was just orders. Once you go down this path, you'll never be out. And I kind of feel like, hang on a second. You're making us sympathize with a Nazi character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you're then transferring his personality traits, or if you like, or, or his reaction to what he, he, air quotation marks, was forced to do uh, as a Nazi, because I, obviously when you see the flashbacks, you know he wasn't forced to do that. No, exactly. Was. Um, but that character then starts taking that on, and I'm like, I, I just, it was something about it where I kind of, I lost a little bit of belief in his character, and it didn't help that he was constantly having hallucinations. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, okay, some of them are obvious they're hallucinations. Okay. But also some of them are just really jarring, 
Mm-hmm. If, if that makes sense, some comic book ones. Yeah, the one we see is about being a code breaker when he's tired talking about the whole team. Yeah, and he's mumbling to himself. Yes, because, exactly. Uh, yeah. Whose character was it? Uh, the Tiffany Boone, who plays a character called Roxy Jones. Yes. She catches him and yeah, she sort yeah, of says, Come on, code breaker, get in the car. That was okay. But then there's a scene where there are, I'm assuming it's Coney Island. Right, that's it. I haven't watched the third episode. Okay, well, but they I do a dance number okay. in Coney Island. And you know me and musicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was out from that moment. In fact, I don't actually think I've watched beyond that dance number. In, so you just, just a dance number was enough to throw you off. No, is that yeah. it? No, it the was the constant... It may be brilliant. <laughs> it was the constant change in tones and, and kind of... Uh, sort of structure to the show it seemed to it seemed to for me to have a bit of an identity crisis okay in one hand you're telling these really harrowing stories yeah mm-hmm. of the survivors yes. uh, of, of the death camps and they are harrowing and they are real and if i recently watched that documentary uh, ivan the terrible mm-hmm. which is about uh, the alleged uh, Nazi prison guard, right, Ivan okay. Terrible, and a guy they find living in America. So it's all the same as this Operation Paperclip. Yeah. This is based mm-hmm. on. And they find him, they say he is this guy. By the end of it, they, I mean, anybody that's going to watch it, this is spoilers, but by the end of it, they can't 100% conclusively prove that he was yeah. Ivan the Terrible, but they can prove that he was in that area. Yeah. He was an SS officer, yeah. at least. But what you see in that documentary is a lot of survivors getting up and giving testimony. And it is... I mean, you've seen the pictures. Yeah. You've, you've heard well, the they, stories. When you listen to the survivors, it re- it gets you. It oh, yes, really it is one of the most tragic tragedy, things yeah. that has ever happened. And so I find it... I found it really weird, like, tonally, that, in, as I said, on one hand, you had these harrowing stories, and on the other hand, you had a character who seems to have a little... seems to have lost his grip on reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of is like living it like a comic book movie and it, and then there's well he does mention comic books like in the first episode he mentions batman and he mentions a superman i think and he mentions oh they're talking about comic books for yeah, like every episode, episode. Yeah, every exactly. episode they reference it uh, his friends start referencing someone said he's like the boys but instead of uh, hunting superheroes they're hunting nazis yeah, if I'd have seen The Boys, I, I would probably... You've not seen The Boys? I've not seen The Boys. It's, it's on my list to watch. What are you doing? Watch The Boys. The Boys no, is brilliant. I, I, is it, I, I like to watch things with my other half. And yeah. where, mm. there's a few seasons we got on the, the sort of back... Yeah, you won't want to watch like. The Boys. Not with the other half, no. Mm, <laughs> no, it's not that kind of show. <laughs> okay. You okay. want to talk about Harrowing, you know what I mean? But I tell you, I've, I've talked about the things I didn't like. Let me tell you what I did like. And, and indeed, feel free to jump in with what you liked as well, because I kind of I feel yeah. like I've dominated this, no, exactly. uh, this review a little bit here. But what... Or, or actually, one last thing I didn't like is Al Pacino's character. Right, okay. Because if I'm not mistaken, he's Italian-American, yes. Al Pacino, yeah. Um, and he's playing a... Prison, you know, like a, a, a Jewish war camp survivor. Yes. And I'm looking at him the whole time, I'm like, but you're Al Pacino. Yes. And it I can't shake. Into, sometimes it slips into Cuban, sometimes it slips in Italian, sometimes yeah. it's like. Yeah, his accent is all over, all all over, over the, the place. place. Yes, yeah. I and I'm like, and I look at him and think, if you were not Al Pacino, you probably wouldn't have got cast yes. in this role. Probably should have found maybe somebody else. I think they should have done, but I think what they did and i think this is the reason behind it is there's a certain gravitas to having al pacino doing his first ever series yes you know what i mean so that that will bring eyes in alone and he's keeping it low he's keeping it low he's not going up to he's not being too big and showy he's kind of doing a bit like we did in um uh, the irishman he's he's keeping it a little bit more subdued in his usual bigness you know what i mean oh he's definitely reined it in yes that's for sure but again as i said i can't believe him as the character of maya 
Yeah. And he's really, and also his character of Maya, and again, I'm only three episodes in, seems to be almost like a bit of a mythological character in himself, which seems to tie in a lot with a theme about being sort of comic book based and, and these almost superhuman kind of people that go through, you know, not your average day events yeah. and come through <laughs> the other side. But again, I don't actually believe in him in that role. I don't believe that, that he's been through it. There are some positives, though, as I said. One of the positives is the comic book references. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like the comic book references because they, they really drill into the characters, the, the heart of the characters and what makes them who they are. But I also like the cutscenes. I like the way they've actually interspersed yeah. mm -hmm. the comic book visual into the show. I like the fourth wall breaking, but it's a little bit like the comic book. It's getting a little bit old for me and I'm only three episodes in. Yeah. There's a little bit too much of it because in either the second episode or the third episode, I forget, Lonnie Flash, uh, the character played by Joss Radner. Yeah. People that don't know him, he was the main character from How, How I Met Your Mother. Mother. His character's brilliant. Yeah. Firstly, I really like his character of Lonnie Flash. I think he's playing yeah. it really, really well. But he does this sort of PSA point that's, that's straight to camera where they're explaining how to spot a Nazi. Yeah, I think that's the third episode. I no, think the that's the, yeah, I think that's the third episode. And and by that point, as I said, I'm just getting a little bit like nah, it's a bit too much for me now. Do you think it may have also have a bit too many too many characters? Do you need the uh, FBI agent? You know, I, do you need her character as well? Because that's distracting you from their thing. You go to them, and then there's like five of them as well. Well, I think you need her because you need somebody that's chasing them. Yes. That's the whole point. Is they're chasing the Nazis, somebody's chasing them. Yeah, and they're the reason they're is happening is because. Nobody will listen to them because the Nazis, are, you know, have got their, their claws in yeah. deep. You know, it's Hydra. It's not I really think, the Nazis. Think yeah. of it as Hydra, and think of it as they're Hydra hunting and not. Yeah, yeah but, uh, that's exactly how I've been looking at. I have exactly that been looking at. I think the FBI agent played by Jerrica Hinton, uh, and her character's name is Millie Morris. I actually like her character. I do like her character. Yeah, and I like. I've been liking her performance. Yes, you know, like I really have. I understand what you're saying. There is a little bit there's too many characters i think the person that you don't need uh is the bagman nazi right yeah right? Um, oh yeah there's the bagman nazi as well exactly uh played by greg austin um his character's called travis leach don't think he's needed no, you i don't, don't think, think so. you need no and i'll tell you why i don't think he and it depends on what happens with him yeah because the, 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 the nazis you've got him yeah you've got the bloke at the beginning biff who, simpson yeah uh, which is played by, by dylan uh, dylan baker dylan baker yeah yeah who or as uh, i've called him the weasel nazi yes he was on the good uh, good wife uh yes he was yeah he's yeah. really good on a good yeah. wife playing he's a, a tremendous actor playing a sociopath and a good wife yeah. like maybe a serial killer but she has to keep getting him off and he keeps getting out of things yeah, is that too clever yeah so, so there's him there's as you said the bag man yeah, but then there's also the uh, uh, commander that the, the female, colonel, the colonel uh, and played her. by who's that played by? She's Sorry, I quickly in, tried to remember. Uh, Lena Olin. Yeah, she's in Riviera on Sky One. Oh, she right, was. Sure. Yeah. And so you got her, and you got her uh, henchman as well. So that's four different Nazis, a policewoman, that group who also had a partner. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, in the second episode, and you got the these two friends. Well, you've, you've got the two mar the married couple inside yeah. of the Hunters yeah, okay, as well. So, so you've got uh, Lomax, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Lomax's character. Oh, uh, uh, Jonah. Jonah's friends. Oh, yeah, Jonah. Yeah, he's, got Jonah's, got, he's got two You've got these two friends as well, so yeah. they're in it as well. So you're like... So, uh, There's a lot a lot of... Like, do we need to see these characters? We don't need... What are they going to do? What, what, what oh, I completely agree with you. And you've got the, and you've got the uh, girl, the love interest who lives across the road. Oh, of course, yeah. I haven't even written her down. Yeah, you've got her as well. And you're, you're still missing 
Kate Mulvaney's character, the uh, nun with a gun. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sis, I love that. Sister I love the, Harriet. I love that nun with a gun. She's one of the best. Oh characters. yeah, yeah. She's she's brilliant. But I'm saying that that's yeah. another one that you got to throw in. Yeah. Plus the monster of the week that we get. Yeah, exactly. The moment as well. Oh, and of course the Safter. So yeah. you know, like she she's uh, and you've got the flashbacks to the Nazis in the camp as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. As well. So you've got about like maybe 10 or, you know, I mean, the things going Any on. So maybe episode, that's why it's a little bit unfocused. Maybe they didn't need that many characters. I think so. And I wonder as well whether they looked at it and said, well, we're, because it's an hour and a half for the first episode and I think an hour for every episode yeah. after mm-hmm. that, which is what, over 10 hours of content. And yeah. I wonder whether they're like, hmm, should we just have loads of characters and that'll make it easier to cover content because we just need to do 10 minutes for that person, 10 minutes for that person, maybe. 10 minutes. Maybe, obviously I'm just speculating at the moment, but I, I I think certainly the first episode could have been shorter. Yeah. And one of the ways you could have done that is stripped out some of the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My issue is I've just given three episodes, three, three and a half hours of my time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to give it another six and a half. No, I, say, I, I loved the first episode. I thought it was brilliant. So did I. Couldn't wait to watch it. You saw my, my tweet. I could not wait yeah, exactly. to watch the next episode. Then I watched the next episode and I was like, Okay, not as good as the first episode. Oh, I got into the third and I was like, you know what? Something's just putting you off. You Some, yeah, something's not quite right. And then I think it's because it has a, a tonal identity crisis, right, okay. the film. It doesn't quite... And when you think about the subject matter, it kind of does make sense. You know, yeah. that, that is a still to this day the most harrowing is subject matter. Is it trying to be... Quentin Tarantino but not managing to do it because Quentin Tarantino could make a film like that with that sort of tone in it about oh, Nazis I didn't glorious even, bastards you know what I mean yeah, still I get away with it did not put that together that is my issue with it that is exactly my issue with it I saw those trailers and I thought I was getting essentially a TV series of Inglorious Bastards yes. but it's set in New York 1970s and it's not yeah. and I think that's my issue is I'm looking at it I'm going but you haven't got that Dry. Yeah, you're not whip smart as well. You're not whip No, whip, whip, no, whip, exactly. Whip. And it is a little bit too much, um, at the moment, a little bit too much tell as well as yeah. show. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, like a little bit as you get into the next episodes because I feel like, yeah, they've, they've, there is so many things going on at the moment that they kind of need to just tell you some stuff every now and then. Yeah. It's just like, mm-hmm. we've got to move this on. Let's just, just tell. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I wonder whether... This is the beginning of the decline of Jordan Peele's work okay. because you often see that the the peaks and troughs. Now, of course, he had Get Out, which was a yeah. huge success. I don't think Us was. Yeah, Us was still quite a huge success, but not money. not to Get Out's level. No, no, but it still didn't cost didn't cost anything at all to make, and still oh, made right. a lot of money. Yeah, so yeah. It is a horror movie. They never do well abroad. No, so. no. Do you know what I, I've I've I did notice that sort of looking at what we're doing for the evening, horror in America. It's huge. Oh, yeah. That like, Brand the Boy just did really well. Yeah. Um, Fantasy Island remake, which everyone said was terrible, yeah. did really well. I don't understand it. Is it? Is it that... I wonder, and I'm being a bit, possibly a bit facetious here, but I wonder if it's a little bit of a hangover from the old culture of, like, you know, take a date oh, to yeah, cinema, exactly yeah. see, see the horror, yeah, she gets scared. Yeah, they jump into your yeah. Or you get yeah. scared. Yeah, because I, I, I did that. Uh, what film did I go see? I've I've done that trick actually a few times. To be fair, with mm-hmm. with dates and stuff, it does work. Yeah, it does work. And but I think it works regardless of how good the film is. Yeah, I exactly. think they. I think when you take a date there, you know, yeah, male or female, if they're inclined, they will look for any excuse to jump into your arms. Also, I think that. like a movie, like a horror movie, they know there's going to be some scares, and they know probably haven't paid attention. People probably looking at their phones. If I haven't been to a horror movie. 
on a Friday night. But I bet it's the worst experience you've had in a cinema for a long time. Filled with kids, all looking at their phones, screaming, shouting. Exactly. Although I suppose that was a horror of a film, wasn't it? No, I'm not saying the film being terrible. I'm just saying the people in there being terrible. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get what you mean. Well, look, I, as I said, my, if you want my take on it, yeah. is I don't think it's worth 10 hours of your life. Right, okay. Which is a horrible thing to say about it because there's a lot worse out there. There's yeah. a lot mm-hmm. worse out there, but there's also a lot better out there. And I've still got to watch, for example, Stranger Things Season 3 because, right, again, yeah. that's another one I'm watching with my other half. So I'm having a wait, and you can hear the frustration in my voice there. <laughs> um, but when I look at it, when the time comes up and I've got time to watch, I'll pick Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Then, o- then, over. Then, Stranger Things. Then, yeah, exactly. Better. So I think, I think it's... If you're looking, this is my take. If you're looking for the Inglorious Bastards in a TV show, this isn't it. If you want Inglorious Bastards light, maybe yeah. this is the one for you then. So I watched the third episode and then I think I'll decide I'll come back next yeah. week. Yeah, next week, let us know. Let us know with whether, a, I think. yeah, give your conclusion of whether or not you're going to stay. With that in mind, I do want to have another song. So, um, what one do you want to play? Can we, uh, can we decide now, live on air, of a Ooh. rating system? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that idea. Yeah, go Binge. Oh. Cringe. Or cringe, yes. Binge or cringe, it's got to be, yeah. Binge or binge, cringe. Fringe or cringe. What's so, the fringe? So binge is, you've got to go binge this. Fringe is, I'm on the fringe oh, as to right, whether yeah. or not you should go for this one. And cringe is, avoid at all costs. Right, okay. Yeah, so it's binge, fringe or cringe. And that genuinely was just come up with live <laughs> nice. on the radio. And that is why we do this. Again, That's just why you have to listen to live people. We can listen to a podcast, but it's not as thrilling as listening live. You never know where it's going to go. We don't even know where it's going to go. Exactly. No, we plan this show out. Exactly. Moderately speaking. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I love live performing art. It's because that's what it is. It's an art form. And we get to be creative. And we've got oh, to bring yeah. our A game. And we've all said, Gary, yeah. it's time to end. It is time to end. Another episode. If you do listen to the show be it live or be it on podcast get in touch we're nice guys we like talking to people we don't do this because we want to be famous we don't do this because we want to be mon- we want to make loads of money we do it because we love what we're talking about and we like entertaining people and we like being part of a community and that's what we're part of you know yes, exactly radio podcasting that audio creativity is a community and we are really proud to be a part of it so if you're listening to this get in touch you know, have a chat with us. Maybe there's something in the episode you think, you know what, you guys should talk about this. You know, maybe you've got some great comic news. Maybe you've got some great film news, a little scoop or something. Have a chat with us. We don't bite. But how can they have a chat with us, Gary? Oh, your links, your links are a thing of beauty. You can reach us on social media. We've just revamped the page. Another show with Gary and Daryl, where you'll see content from Pop Culture Climate as well as Top of the Flops. You can catch us on Twitter, another show, 2020. Although you, we haven't even tweeted from that one well, yet. Well, it's actually there. a show, 2020. <laughs> it's no, there's no tweets there, but there will be tweets there. Instagram <laughs> is another show, 2020. We are on Spotify. Just search for another show and Top of the Flops. We are on Apple. We are on Google, Breaker, Stitcher, Podbean. We are on so many places for your listening pleasure. And with that in mind, it's bye from him. And bye from him. <laughs>